Hey, hey, this is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I'm your host, Adam Brewer. This is the Big Game Pre-Game Army Edition. But before we get into that, guys, uh, let's get into some housekeeping. Guys, right now, I have a little promo going. Whatever platform you listen to this on, if you can leave a review, please leave a five-star review or just whatever. DM me on either the Instagram, uh, Michigan Maniac Podcast, or the fan page, Michigan Maniac Podcast, and give me your what platform you did it on, your address, your correct name, because maybe you have a screen name, so I don't know your full name, and I will send one out for you. We need to be seen as much as we can, and this will get the ball rolling, and I just want to show a little bit of appreciation for all the guys and women that are out there that are really giving it all and really supporting this program also we have a voicemail now that's right guys uh once again whatever platform you're on go to the show notes portion of that platform click on the link that is provided it'll say voicemail then follow the simple prompts leave me a voicemail i don't care if it's the craziest and actually i would prefer crazy ass voicemails i don't care if it's wild, like if you think Jim Harbaugh is an alien, I don't care what it is because I'm collecting a few of them and I'm going to devote one episode to crazy voicemails. We're getting a few, so I'm pretty excited about that. We have uh, actually more than I thought we'd have, so I'm pretty excited about this. That episode's coming soon, so please, guys, more. I want a ton of them, so please send me crazy Email, uh, crazy voicemails or hell just send me a good voicemail whatever you think whatever you're feeling right now I'll answer that on a different podcast I don't care um, also we have now a YouTube page I just downloaded the last portion of the reaction episode of the first week the Middle Tennessee State reaction episode now is in two parts on YouTube go ahead and look us up on the Maniac podcast or the Maniac uh, Michigan Maniac fan page uh, YouTube channel easy to find. Uh, I'm gonna have more stuff coming that way. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, I was a little rusty on the editing, so forgive. It'll get better as we go along. So let's break into this the big game pregame. All right, playing Army. Now this whole off season, I have heard nothing about how. We need to fear Army. Army did this to Oklahoma. They almost beat Oklahoma. And Oklahoma this and blah, blah. Fuck off. Right? Because let's face it. Oklahoma is known to have an awful defense. They're a Big 12 team. Name one Big 12 team that has a great defense. You can't. I think West Virginia had a decent defense, but they're laughable. So is Texas. They're both laughable defenses. Oklahoma... It's they're they're playing high school uh, defenses back. I mean, like their formations and their ideas of what defense is in Oklahoma is ridiculous. Anyways, heard it. I mean, even Pat Forty, I think, went on to say that Michigan is going to lose three games. One of them being fucking Army. That's right, Army. Now, okay, fine. We all have our ideas of what each team is going to look like before the beginning of the season, right? Because let's face it, we were all a little bit dis, uh, we were all a little bit disappointed with how we thought Michigan came out to play in this last game. And I'm only going to go over this just a little bit 
just because I rewatched that game. Now, I edited out the first 10 minutes or so where we fumbled and then they scored. If you edit that out and you just watch the rest of the game, you get a much better feel for what that game's all about. Um, but still, the one thing I worry about is Shea's arm strength. That is the one thing I worry about. But overall, it's a fantastic game. I don't know what we're complaining about. I mean, there's there's still like like it's a like I told you, we're polishing turds there on that first one. So if you want to feel a little bit better, cut out the the fumble slash touchdown and then watch the rest of the game. You'll feel the same way I did. Um, but anyways, Army played Rice, sucked it up, stunk out the joint, only beat Rice fourteen to seven, fourteen to seven. Now this is the team we need to be afraid of. Yeah, sure, if we go out and take a big fat shit on the field, we're playing a triple option team and we don't play gap-style football or play our responsibilities, yes, we're going to, we'll lose. We'll lose and it'll be ridiculous. But if we just play the way, we, if we just play the way we played, my high school team played in high school, the triple option can't exist. That's why only service schools do it. Even Georgia Tech abandoned the triple option. And you want to know why the service schools do it? Because they can't go out and recruit real talent. Because real talent doesn't want to enroll and go to boot camp and become a fucking Army, Navy, or Air Force person. They just don't. They want to go and play football in the NFL. So that's why... You see these fucking awful offenses still exist in the service schools because they have to. Plain and simple. All right. The triple option is to score a lot of points or a lot of yards on defenses that fall asleep. That's what this is all about. Okay. So now getting into that, right? Army looked like Dookie against Rice. They have a uh, number, what's his name? Number 86, uh, made a few notes here, C. Hayes. Now, that kid has got decent speed, uh, can make a few people miss, and they do mix in play action pretty well with the triple option. So that will be a little bit tricky for us. But he needs to be looked after. Number eight, I think their, their uh, quarterback is pretty decent. I mean, he's not great. But if we just do what my high school did, we'll be fine. So, and also, here, here's the, here is the secret weapon we have. And I'm super excited because once I realized this, I couldn't even believe that we've missed this. Sean Nua. I've talked a lot about the guy. I'm actually very impressed with this dude. But overall, Sean Nua is the secret weapon to this game alone, Right? He's the defensive line coach, which is very important when it comes to the triple option because your defensive ends, defensive tackles, and your outside linebacker are all going to be the main people getting the most work this Saturday. All right? So two out of the three guys are under Sean Nua. And guess who Sean Nua coached for for about six to seven years? Oh, that's right, Navy. Yeah, Navy, the one team that plays Army every fucking year. Um, here's a little here's a little uh, info about how Sean Nua handled that. Uh, from my calculations, he was there from 2012 to 2017. He was four and two, 
Four and two as a defensive coordinator against that triple option. Okay? And it wasn't even it wasn't even cute. His first year, 2012, they rushed for 370 yards, but Navy still won. Okay? Now, I don't even really mention the passing yards because it's embarrassing. 2014, same thing. Uh, 198 rushing total, total yards for Army in that game. 235. You do the math and see how many fucking passing yards that is. Right? It's embarrassing. 2013, same thing. I mean, they had two losses. But even in the loss, 2016, they had 316 yards rushing, 350 total yards. That's it. 350 total yards. It's embarrassing. So we should crush Army. We should crush them. And I'll be honest, their defensive line looked small. They even looked smaller or as same body size or smaller than uh, Brick Mason, our main guy who, let's face it, this is maybe his last week starting if we don't get some guys back on the defensive tackle area. Um, they look small. Our offensive line should kill them, should just direct them wherever we need them to go, and our offense should have a huge day. Now, if our defense, which is young and is prone to mistakes probably, we're going to end up giving about, I say, about 24 points. I think we're going to screw up, and most of that's going to be garbage time, late third quarter into the fourth. The game's already going to be in hand. Um but I really do think we'll probably give up about 24. I would love to see 10. I would love to see 17. I would love to see those kind of that kind of defensive output. I really would. But we're a young defense. We're a young defense, and we're going to make mistakes because we're going to be super hyped. They're going to make some uh, fundamental blo- uh, coverage mistakes, things like that. Like the defensive end will probably end up taking the whatever. It's just, it's going to be a mess. You know what I mean? So I can see 24 points being scored by Army. But we're going to score 42. I mean, Rice held them. I mean, Army scored their 14th point, their second touchdown of the game, with like four minutes in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they had to do trick plays. They had to do tight end drags. They had to do a lot of fucking bullshit to get even big chunks of yardage. And I'm saying big chunks of yardage for Army in the passing game. It was embarrassing. Um, I really do believe that Sean Nua... His God is focused. I mean, uh, you know that Don Brown has been paying attention to this f- since January, from what I heard. You add Sean Nua into that. We should have an airtight defense in this. They should understand more about the triple option than most colleges do at this point. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I really do. I don't I don't think I don't think you're gonna see this is how okay. This is how I see it going. Tight first quarter we're feeling things out they're gonna get some yards just because you know the the nerves and everything and we're traditionally slow starting team in a game and in a season um so yeah you know it'll be close uh by mid second quarter our offense is just going to be killing them we're going to be going into the third just killing them towards the end of the third maybe they score a little bit more army loosens up because we've already put in backups because it's going to be like 35 to 10 35 14 something like that 
We'll then go ahead and score, make it like 42 to 14. We'll put in the third, four-string kids, and that's when they'll score about 10 more points. That's how I see it. Um, so my my stars of the game, uh, first of all, I I think it's a lock. Shea's going to have a good day because he doesn't have to throw the ball long, and that is my one critique of Shea Patterson is that he can't throw the ball long. He just can't do it. But anywhere from zero to 15 to 20 yards of a pass, fantastic. That kid can bullet that ball in there. He's leading the wide receiver. Go back and watch that Middle Tennessee State game. He's leading the guys in there. Once we get that first touchdown, he's, I mean, it's the the running backs are running to the ball, grabbing it, looking good. But once it goes 20 and above, forget it. He can't throw it. He doesn't have the arm strength. Or he gets super nervous and can't handle it. And then he mistimes it and underthrows it. But Shea can't throw the deep ball. That's fine. Because if we're doing speed and space, who cares? It's not speed and length. It's speed and space. So that means he's a lot of five, 0 to 5-yard passes, 0 to 10-yard passes, 0 to 15. That's right in his wheelhouse. He'll be able to do fine. I really do. I think he'll be around 250 yards, 3 touchdowns. I think it's going to be a good game for Shea. Uh, Charbonnet, I think he breaks the century mark on this one. I'm looking at about 125 and a touchdown. Um, Nico Collins, I mean, come on, 75 yards. Six catches, 75 yards, touchdown. Tariq Black, around four. Four catches, 50 for a uh, touchdown. Something like right in that area. Um, those are my main guys for the offense. Now, the defense, from what I've heard, is uh, Donovan Jeter and Michael Dwanfor will be back this week. And we need them because against Army, the fullback can eat you alive if you don't shut down the middle. That's what the triple option's all about. Fullback, quarterback, running back. And who gets the ball and who that quarterback needs to make you to make you needs to make you believe that either the fullback or the running back's getting the ball at every point in which he has the ball. It's very important. So we need the beef inside. Even if you put Chris Hinton and Mozzie Smith in there just to block the middle. And Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't care if they if that's all they do. If they just hit their offensive lineman and fall down and create a big fucking mess, right there takes one potential handoff away from the quarterback. And that's exactly what you need to do against the triple option. Limit the option for the quarterback. You take away that fullback, he's now either got to keep it or toss it to the running back. Now the defensive end and the outside linebacker have to make the decision on who they're going to stay with. Boom, we're already winning that game, okay? We're winning that matchup. That's just the way it goes. So our defensive tackles need need to have some beef up there this week. I, I guess, you know, 
Brick Mason can be in there, and he, I mean, he has tremendous burst off the ball, which also can help because if you can hit that quarterback before he can make a decision, always a positive thing. Plus, let's face it, it's a service school, so they don't have huge offensive linemen. It's not like we're facing Wisconsin here. Brick Mason can actually use his strength and his speed to his advantage on this one. So even then, it'll be all right. Their defensive tackles are going to have a big game this game if we're going to dominate Army. If. Um, so basically, my game, uh, also my uh, players of the game are going to be Jordan Glasgow, Aiden Hutchinson, Quiddy Pay, and then Cleek Hudson. You can throw in Ross in there too. Uh, those guys are they're either uh, defensive ends or outside linebackers just because those are the guys who are going to get a lot of work. Um, you could see a Vincent Gray get in there and smack him down because he's going to have to probably take a running back once in a while on one of those pitches. It all just depends. Uh, even Amory Thomas could get could pluck one of those lame duck passes that this kid throws. So you could see our defense, our our cornerbacks actually do something, but for the most part, it's going to be a slow day for those kids. Um, I I really do. I think we're going to kill it. I think we're going to look great. We're going to really uh, separate ourselves and shove it right up Pat Forty's ass on this one. I really do. I I think forty two twenty four is going to be the score. Um, now let's get into um, the Big Ten in general, right? So the Big Ten uh, has the big has got a few key games this week, right? A few ga- a few key games that I'm very excited to watch, and I will watch all of them if I have the chance. First one that I think I'm going to list upset alert is the Ohio the Ohio versus Cincinnati matchup. It's very interesting for many things. One, I know a few people from Cincinnati, and they fucking hate Ohio State. They hate even being associated with those idiots for Columbus. That is an absolute quote from a friend I have from Cincinnati. Um, Two, they have a head coach named Luke Fickle, who was the only losing uh, in this 20-year fucking disgrace that we call Michigan Ohio State. He is the one Michigan. He is the one Ohio State coach that could not beat us. Um, so, so, and then he got fired promptly for Urban Meyer. So I'm sure he has a axe to grind. Uh, Cincinnati looked good against UCLA, but then again, UCLA is a Pac-12 team. So who really knows about that? Uh, I think this is a high upset alert. I know it's in the shoe, the toilet bowl, whatever you want to call it. But I do. I could see Cincinnati eking this one out. Even though I still think Ohio's going to win it, I could see Cincinnati really popping the bubble of Mr. Justin Fields. <laughs> Down the shitter for these guys. Um, two, Iowa Rutgers. I only put that on there um, just because I want to see what this Rutgers quarterback has. He looked de- decent against UMass. I mean, in decent... I'm talking about four or five drives. You know, nothing out of the ordinary, but still enough to get him a 10-point win, I think it was, against uh, UMass. I want to see what this Rutgers kid could have. Also, I want to see what Iowa can do. Rutgers is going to be a pain in the ass for Iowa. It's at Iowa. I believe it's an afternoon game, so it's not as quite as dangerous as a night game. I'm still picking Iowa to win that one. Uh, the next two, though, 
I completely are picking the two uh, non-conference teams to win this one. You've got 21-ranked Syracuse going into Maryland. We're going to find out what Maryland's really about. I am tired of listening to how, ooh, Maryland could be the sneaky team of the Big E, the Big Ten East this year. All because they played uh, Howard? Howard. They played Howard. Howard is a Division One AA team that hasn't been to the playoffs, their playoffs, since 94. 94. So you should put 79 points on a team that basically is a high school intramural team. I'm pretty sure the rest of Howard's games are flag football games. That's how bad Howard is. So I'm not going to be, oh my God, Maryland, what are we going to do? They scored 79 points on a ladies lacrosse team. I don't care. I'm not I, I'm not falling for it. So we're going to get a real idea of what Maryland's all about with Syracuse coming in. Because Syracuse has a real chance to uh, upset Clemson, especially since it's going to be in Syracuse this year. And Clemson almost lost to Syracuse last year at home. So Syracuse is a real deal. Plus Syracuse is out to prove something this year. Maryland, who gives a fuck? So I'm telling you Syracuse is a 10-point winner in this one. And we're going to finally cool that whole, oh, Maryland 79-point win. They're so amazing. Um, Then we got another one, Nebraska, Colorado. I grew up in Denver, Colorado, guys. This was never a rivalry. I don't care what they try to tell you. Nebraska cleaned our clocks every year except for a few. Um, The real rivalry is Nebraska-Oklahoma, which is a real shame that will never be played again. That is sad. That's like watching Michigan-Ohio State disappear. It really was. That was the rivalry in my area. Um, But I I still pick Colorado to win this one. I'm not in love with Nebraska's defense. I think Nebraska's offense was pedestrian at best against a lame-ass team last week. I really don't think that they needed two interceptions for touchdowns to help them win last week. How often How often does that happen? Not very. Uh, I want to say, I want to keep saying Chicago for some reason. Colorado played their, one of their rivals, Colorado State, looked good, scored 52 points. Defense wasn't great. Allowed 31, I believe it was. But still, offensively, I think Colorado can match Nebraska. And I still think Colorado's defense is a notch better than Nebraska. So I'm going to give it to Colorado. About a three to five point win. That's for you betters out there. Um, And it's at Boulder. It's a different atmosphere. Colorado will be ready to play. Nebraska, not so much. I mean, let's face it. If Nebraska wasn't home, it probably wouldn't have happened last week. So Colorado's going to win. Syracuse is going to win. I will pull it off. And Ohio should pull it off. But don't be shocked if Cincinnati takes them down to the wire. Um, And watch Justin Fields look um, pedestrian or even mortal at this point. Um, That's really about it, guys. I mean, we're going to win. I think we're going to look good. We could fall in danger if we put our heads up our asses. I would love it if the fan base would take a step back and relax a little bit. I understand we ended last season just devastatingly. 
You know what I mean? I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to uh, include the bowl game because we are missing five guys off that defense for the bowl game, so that doesn't count. I'm talking about Ohio State. We were deflated. We were depressed. It wasn't what we wanted. And then we had a, what an eight month wait just to get back here. And then the first play we fumble it. And then their first offensive play, they run it for a touchdown. I can see how we're disappointed. I can see how we feel like they've let us down. But once again, we did win that game forty to twenty one. Just to give you an idea, the the press is loving Ohio State and Ohio State won forty five twenty one. Matter of fact, Ohio State got outscored in the three quarters after the first one. So they had a great first quarter and then struggled to do anything second quarter and then was completely just outclassed in the third and fourth quarter. But people are praising them because Justin Fields had a five-touchdown day. Uh, If Shea played the whole game, he could have had four to five touchdowns himself. Just keep that in mind. All right. Uh, like I said, I still worry about Shane's long ball, so that's out there. But we have so much to be positive about this this year with this team. I can't wait to see what we do. I really can't. Jordan Glasgow, fucking Hudson, Ambry Thomas, Vincent Gray. Then we get to see what these defensive tackles do. So that is the one area in our defense, hell, even on our whole team, that needs to be answered right now because our tackles, even though they're freshmen, even though they're freshmen, okay, let's just say Runyon's out for the whole year. He won't be. He'll be back next week. But let's just say for shits and giggles, he's out for the whole year, right? Ryan, um, oh, my God, I'm blanking on the kid's last name. But Jalen Mayfield and then this Hayes, Ryan Hayes. Called out a blitz. Called out a blitz that helped us score a touchdown. Yeah, a freshman noticed something from the tackle spot, called out something, and then took care of it, and we scored a touchdown. That's the level of talent. That's the level uh, level of uh, like just smart, involved players we have at the freshman fucking level. We need to chill out because we're on the right path we really are well hell we're one and oh we were all one last year and we up until that ohio state game we were still picked to be in the playoff so we're we're on a much better track than we were before we're going to do great this game we should make a statement with the 42 24 win hell i would love to see them only score 10 points i would love it but i think Garbage time, there's going to be some mistakes made. Uh, I think this is it, man. I think we're on the right track. We just need to stay focused. We don't need to be so fucking negative, and I get why we are. Because, Jesus, we have fucking taken it in the chops for years right now. I get it. Pull back, focus. Let's just enjoy this week because we should dominate them. We'll have a week off. Everybody should then be healthy as hell going into that Wisconsin game. And then we'll really see what we're all about in that Wisconsin game. So right now, I we're going to kill them. We're going to win 42-24. And like I always say, guys, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, go Blue.